Hi, everyone. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo Gathing. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist, best-selling author, and a health and relationship expert. I am here to liberate you from your boring-ass love life. Lose the good girl and unleash your inner bad girl to finally find love and get the relationship you deserve. Hello, bad girls. Welcome to another episode of Bad Girls Guide to Love. I am so excited to be here with you, and I think I have an amazing topic today because it's something I get asked about all of the time. I mean, almost like weekly sometimes. And especially when I'm doing dating seminars or webinars or or blogging on dating. It's one of the topics I get asked about frequently. So today we're going to talk about ghosting. And it's happened to anyone and everyone that has ever dated. And I don't care when you started dating or when's the first time you dated, when's the last time you dated. It may not have been called ghosting, but it has happened to you. I mean, you meet a guy, you're super excited about him, you're talking, you're texting. I mean, maybe all times of the day, you go on a date or two or three or sometimes 10 or 12, heck. And you think that everything is fine, perfectly well even, and then it happens. You send a text, you get no response. (laughs) You make a call, no call back. Silence. I mean, absolute silence. Like, what the heck? He just vanishes out of thin air like he never existed. You've been the next victim of this lasting fad, and it's called ghosting now. And basically, it just means there's a disappearance of a person that you've been interacting with and into with no signs or warning, and it it doesn't feel good at all. I mean, (laughs) there's another way. I mean, like we could talk about breadcrumbing. I mean, there's lots of things that are similar to ghosting, but today we're just really going to talk about the core ghosting. Like all of a sudden, one day you're talking and one day you're not. So none of the kind of in-betweens, none of the people who pop up after a while or start breadcrumbing and, you know, phasing off. No, we're talking about absolute ghosting, like, hello, goodbye. And what if I told you there are some reasons why you in particular may be getting ghosted? I mean, maybe there are some ways to avoid this unexpected and for some even traumatic occurrence. Yes, you can avoid being ghosted. And the interesting thing is, and some of my friends who know me well know that I used to be the queen of ghosting. And I know, I feel so bad about it now. I mean, now that I've, you know, worked with people and, and, you know, counseled people, I mean, I would just stop answering calls and texts and, you know, for guys I was dating, you know, doesn't even matter how long, you know, it could have been months, it could have been weeks. And at the time, it just did not feel wrong. It felt like my right to decide who I talked to and when. And, and uh, I didn't really feel the obligation to tell a guy, you know what, I'm going to stop talking to you. You know, I, I don't want to talk to you anymore, especially if you weren't in a commitment. So if you're com- in a commitment, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you're engaged, you're married, you know, ghosting, you know, that is very inappropriate. And I think we all know that, that that's on a different level. We're talking about dating here, the phases of getting to know someone, 
you know, getting involved, you know, where you're not yet having commitment. Of course, I wouldn't have ghosted someone that I had been with, you know, for years or had a commitment to. But, you know, the people in between, the kind of, oh, I like you. Oh, no, not really. You know, I just, just would ghost. I just like, I don't really want to talk to you anymore. And would look at the phone when they called or texted and just be like, nah, you know, maybe next time. And then that next time never came. Um, But then, Y'all, it happened to me. I was dating a guy that I just thought, I mean, he was the bee's knees. I'm Southern. I'm showing my Southern ways. I mean, he was hot. He was intelligent. He was fun. I was like super sprung. And I really thought he was into me. There were no signs that he didn't feel the same way about me until there was. And it was that he was gone. (laughs) Poof, like disappeared, never to be seen or heard from again. And I gained a new respect for the person on the other side of the coin. And I am no longer the ghoster that I was. Of course, I'm not now because I'm married. But after that happened to me, I definitely changed my ways, you know. But, you know, thinking back, there there was a reason that it happened to me um, with the guy I was dating. And there's reasons that it was happening with the guys that I was ghosting. So you can avoid being ghosted. And it's so important to realize that dating is a process, right? It's a dance. It's a give and take. I mean, you're getting to know someone, you're figuring out your likes and dislikes, you're figuring out if you're compatible. It's not just about eating and movies, right? Like they try to make it seem like, oh, dating is just kicking it. No, it's it's complex. And until you realize that dating requires thought and and intentionality, you're going to continue to get ghosted um, over time or, or require ghosting of other people. But you don't have to figure it out blindly. I'm going to lay it out for you. I'm going to put it out there. As a former ghoster myself and as someone who has been ghosted, I'm going to break this down for you. So let's get into it. Let's discuss the reasons you're being ghosted and, and how to avoid it. So one of the main reasons that ghosting happens is when you try to force chemistry with someone. Just because you're both cute does not mean that things are going to click. We've all heard of the cute on paper guy and the good on paper guy. Well, you might be appearing like the good on paper girl. Um, You know, sometimes there just isn't the chemistry there or just not the things in common or the excitement about things once you start getting to know somebody. And just because you consider yourself a good catch, you know, I work, I pay my own bills, I do this, I do that, keep myself up. That doesn't mean you're going to be a good match for somebody. Sometimes you have to own that things were maybe either awkward when you were talking or boring or even contentious. I've heard of people like getting into serious discussions and arguments with people after like their first or second date or phone conversation. I'm like, whoa, like why, what are you guys arguing about already? Like you don't even know each other, Um, but they're cute and he got a good job and I'm going to just keep this going. Like, no, there are so many things that go into a relationship forming and a relationship working. And when the match doesn't have the makings of this, someone is tempted to bail and usually does bail. And if you are really honest with yourself, you'll usually see the missing link or the nail in the chemistry coffin, I like to call it. And not only will that give you some insight into what happened when the person 
ghosted, it'll help give you some closure and also help you know how to recognize, you know, when that's happening in the future. So you can avoid continuing down that path. So if you're arguing with someone early on or there's no spark, there's no chemistry, you know, you don't even feel like kissing this person or touching this person. Um, and you're not excited to hear from them. I mean, those are all signs that there's no chemistry and, and maybe that this isn't the person for you. And that other person will recognize that as well and just might've been the first person to kind of lay the gauntlet down and, and cut it off. All right, so forcing chemistry. Another one, and we've all heard the saying, turning a hoe into a housewife. Well, maybe you're trying to turn a hoe into a husband, right? So he's hot, he's fun. He's all things amazing. I mean, but there are signs from the beginning that he's just not looking for anything serious. The late night dates, the text with no calls, and maybe even the admission that there's other people he's dating. So basically let you know you're on a roster. But nonetheless, you persist and you say, no, you know, I don't even want anything serious right now, or let's just see where this goes. And slowly but surely you're into it and you're trying to turn this into a real thing a relationship, even though he either showed you from the beginning or told you that that's not what he wanted. And you're maybe, you know, hanging out and there's no titles or labels. And then you're shocked when he disappears. And this could be before or after sex. Some people think sex seals the deal. Like, oh yeah, so he's going to stay now. Like, no, if there's no labels, no connection, you know, no, you know, relationship, then hey, he could leave at any point, especially if it's been clues that this is not forming in a relationship. You're not on the quote unquote relationship track. <laughs> so don't be shocked. So do not fall into this trap. If there are signs that he wants you something casual and you're looking for more, run in the other direction. Don't walk, run in the other direction because someone's going to end up getting hurt or, you know, just, you know, be left there ghosted. <laughs> and do not be afraid to ask him what he's looking for in the beginning. You know, like, what, are you looking to meet people or date or have a relationship? You know, what, what are you kind of looking for right now? Where are you at? Because the more you know, the less blindsided you'll be. All right. So that's trying to turn hoes into husbands. The next one is, you know, something that happens a lot, a lot, you know, and it's basically that um, you're given too much too soon. Um, you know, whether it be discussing your feelings, the future or needs that you have, there is such a thing as too much too soon. I mean, it, communication is always important, but there are some things that are just left to talk about once you truly know someone and what you're both looking for. Telling a guy about your crazy past, about your desperateness to find the one, or even your lack of a sex life, that can all be oversharing and be too much. Like, just like you don't want to tell someone how many partners you've had or how much sex you had and talk about sex with other people, you still don't want to tell them, I never have sex or my legs have been closed, there's a bush down there, like all of that, like no, too much. Just get to know someone. You have to put your best foot forward when dating. And putting it all out there can be too much for some people. And that includes your emotions. A stranger is not responsible to 
soothe you when you've had a horrible day or comfort you when a friend stabs you in the back or to even get back to you in your version of a timely manner in the beginning, you know, like, oh, I want to hear from you in two hours. Yeah, well, get to know the person, get to know their schedule, get to see, you know, who they are before you say, why make you call me back? Crush me a crush mark on the text. Like, oh, I hate that when I'm doing something or in a meeting and I see like someone's texting me and then they send the question mark right after. It's like, oh, I do have a life. Come on. Too much. Give him time to get to know you before laying it all out on the line, you know, whether it's talking about, you know, what you want for him and where are we going with things. I mean, like, get to know the person first. You know, I, like I said, it's great to have the conversation about where, you know, what you both want out of a dating relationship in general and what you even want out of life. But the where are we going conversation and what's happening between us is reserved for when you actually know someone and know what you want and you both had time to figure that out. So don't give too much too soon, either in terms of yourself or your emotions or what you want out of things. I mean, keep it all in perspective. And lastly, not giving dating your all. I see this so much especially among professional women or busy women, maybe women with children, you think you can throw a little bone to a man and keep him around, like doing the least, (laughs) or that you can do everything by your rules and on your time schedule because you're busy and you're important or this or that. But dating is not all about you and you cannot control everything. Sometimes you have to go with the flow, accept the call at an inconvenient time, go on a date when you'd rather just put your PJs on. Like, no, you can't just say, I'm only doing me and I'm only doing what I want. And he's got to get with the picture or get in where he fits in or he's going to go, you know, just like you put time and energy into your career or your family or your friends. It's the same for dating. I don't know why women think, oh, you know, Prince Charming's going to come knocking at my door exactly the right time. I'm not going to be asleep. I'm not going to be tired. I'm not going to have anything to do. I'm going to have, like, you just can't just try to fit someone in to the little bitty parts of your life. And on the same token, you don't have to rearrange everything around this person. No, you know, you have to keep things afloat. You have to do what you need to do. You have other obligations. But I've seen a lot of times where people are like, I work three or four jobs. I've got kids. I've got this. I take care of my parents. I do this. But where's the time for him? How does he feel like he fits in and how is he getting to know you? So your new bae is not going to keep getting blown off or treated like an option. So you have to truly get in the race and take it seriously Or the person you're dating or persons you're dating are not going to take you seriously and they're going to ghost you because they're going to feel like either they're not a priority or you weren't into them or you didn't care in the first place. So they don't owe you a conversation or they don't, you know, they're not obligated to tell you how they're feeling because they were never really important to you in the first place. So I have to make sure that you're not just playing and dipping your toe into the dating game (laughs) and then the rest of your life is running smooth sailing and you just have a little slice of time or energy to put towards dating. So let's recap. So here are some of the things. So you've tried to force chemistry with somebody you're turning hoes into husbands or trying to turn hoes into husbands. <laughs> you're not doing it because they're disappearing. 
um, you're giving too much too soon, or you're not giving dating your all. And of course, do not let walk away from here thinking that at the end of the day, you're always responsible for why you're getting ghosted. That's not true. Being ghosted is not all on you. The other person you're dating is responsible. You know, they're an adult. They can make the correct decision to have a discussion with you or talk to you and not avoid conflict or avoid the difficult conversations. But at the end of the day, these are things you can keep in mind moving forward when you're meeting people and assessing how things are going so you won't be so blindsided or surprised, you know, if you stop hearing from them or you can prevent it by saying, you know what? I have been a little busy lately. Let me tell him, you know, that I've been busy or that, you know, I am going to carve out some time for us soon or, you know, really gauge, is this person, is there chemistry here? You know, do I really like this person or do I like the idea of this person? He checks all the boxes, but are you compatible? Are you having fun? Or are you arguing in the first couple of weeks of your relationship or just really not feeling it or excited? So think about these things moving forward and you can possibly avoid getting ghosted. That's been this week's episode. Do not forget to subscribe and don't forget to review. I love your reviews. I love your comments. I love when you send me Facebook messages, Instagram messages about things you want to talk about or, or comments. I love it. I love hearing from y'all. This is why I do it. So don't forget to, to connect with me on my Facebook, IOGathingMD, my Instagram, IOGathingMD, or, or um, in the comment section here. All right. Until next time, be bad. That's this week's episode of Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Io. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give me a review on iTunes. For more material and content, you can find me under IOGathingMD on Instagram and Twitter, or head over to my website, www.iogathingmd.com. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Until then, be bad. <laughs>